Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with With me feet. <laughs> My lap mole out here. There's no Robert, unfortunately, today. <laughs> but you are joined by me, Jamelia. Come on. Come on. The I thought you were gonna go with the lady finesse. <laughs> Come on. Lady finesse. Nah. Um, Inside. <laughs> you might have heard a really good introduction. Uh, again, for as a change. <laughs> <laughs> As described, we are joined by the lovely gems today. Um, last one of the decade. Last one of the year. Do you know what? It's nuts when people are like, oh, if you if you were born in the 80s, then you've seen three decades and two millenniums. What? You've seen the 80s, yeah, 90s, yeah. 2000s, 2000s yeah. and now 2000 and whatever. Yeah, and you've yeah. seen two Millenniums, so then nineteen, um, the th- and then this one two thousands oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh. yeah. eras, eras. What a time to be alive! Come on, <sighs> it's mad though. Yeah, you know, Boris <coughs> is in office. Trump, Trump, Trump's in office, and um, here we are. The, well, the whole country. Jesus still went. reigns. Uh, yeah, God there is on go. the throne. Come there you go. There you go. Yeah. We bless His name continually. Cool. All right. Sorry, not sorry. Let's today. Today is going to be a haphazard. Sorry, not yeah. sorry. A- anyone can get last one of the year. So I'm not an apologist. <laughs> Me, I'm just humble Christian. Hey, but the Bible I mean, says, thing, be be ready to defend, to provide a defense for yeah. your faith yeah. at yeah, any but you time. Lot, you lot go hard in all your, humility, according in to all gentleness. the <laughs> from the 1930s. I don't know what podcast you've been listening to. <laughs> if uh, you look at the Greek, um, we will see. <laughs> so I, so last week we did a. I put up one of the episodes from the vault, all about money. Um, so we didn't necessarily do a money, Christmas. Money, money. Right. You wanna make the world <laughs> we, didn't spin. <laughs> we didn't necessarily do like a Christmas themed um, episode, but I did have a Christmas question. Oh. Sorry, not sorry. That's so, good. shooting that. Mo? Cool. And it's an easy one, but I just wanted us, I wanted someone to say it definitively. Mm. So, <laughs> hopefully, what, I say the right thing. <laughs> what is the relevance of Yuletide, Christmas trees, presents on a tree at Christmas when there was no Christmas tree in the manger? And by extension, why the hell are Easter bunnies laying eggs? Did you say what's the relevance? Yeah. There is no relevance. Mm. Jesus is the tree of life. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are the branches. Well, I, I guess how, how we does bear it... fruit for his glory. So the fruit, are the fruit the baubles? Yeah, yeah. Or the holly and the ivy, you know? The vine. The vine. Mm. And the presence. This, this, this is what we call allegorizing. <laughs> and this is what we call spiritualizing <laughs> to the nth degree. <laughs> The presence, <laughs> represent the gift of God through his son, Jesus Christ, who was a gift to the world, who came to rescue us from our sins. And we know that he also was given gifts. Amen. <laughs> Significant gifts. Hey. Expensive <laughs> gifts. Not cheap, cheap gifts. Mm. Not 10 pound secret sentence. The gold. Mud. Frankincense. And Come mud. on. Hey, so like... Um, yeah, that there, there is no relevance. Mm. Um, this this is this is a secularization mm-hmm. of um, yeah, it's a secularization of of something sacred, something holy, and um, even in that, I don't necessarily agree with the super spiritual and the super righteous who are like everyone who celebrates Christmas needs to burn on a stake or whatever. Um, I don't necessarily believe in us throwing out the baby of the bathwater mm. at Christmas in that just because it's been secularized or whatever doesn't mean we can't enjoy the season. We can't enjoy the time mm. and enjoying the time may look like I'm giving you a gift. Mm. Um, but it's also a case in which, as, as Paul says, um, idols are dead. They're nothing. But to some people, eating food offers to idols is actually worshipping them. Mm. But for others, eating food offers to idols, you're like, we know that this idol is nothing and this food is just food. Mm. And so, but for those whose 
conscience are weak, we should bear with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but in and of themselves, there, there's nothing in it, in it. And so partaking in Christmas is not is is an empty act in in that even if it's even if it's originated from this Greek god or whatever it's an empty act because that Greek god is is nothing. Mm. Um, and so I am able in all consciousness and like clean consciousness to partake in it, knowing that I am giving glory to God as I am partaking in this. Mm. But if it is and it has been causing issues with some people, firstly just trying to educate them and trying not to go over like rub it in their face and stuff like that but also just working with them to understand that yo this isn't what you think it is Mm. there's something more to it than just um, what it looks like Mm. and it isn't partaking in whatever you think is partaking in Um, so yeah I think for some people they come down super religious on Christmas trying to ban it Mm. um I'm more so of the sense in which, as Paul says, whether you eat or drink, do everything to the glory of God. Um, some people eat meat, some people don't, but both live unto God and both die unto God. And so some people classify one day as sacred, another day un- not sacred, but both are dedicated to the Lord. Mm. So yeah, um, that's that's my approach to it. Cool. Cool. Do you have anything to add to it? Do you, do you guys know the history of it? I haven't paid much attention to it. It was a pagan festival. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I've had like the sun god and stuff like that, and then links to it, and then the trees, and then the gifts, and even like Easter is the goddess of fertility. Yeah, linked to the rabbit and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they basically coincided Christian holidays with pagan festivals that were already happening. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. just did them at the same time. Yeah, because Constantine wanted to. I think it's Constantine. He wanted to make Christianity the state religion, and then thought. Like you said, let's just bundle it together with what's going on already. Yeah. Um, and the winter solstice, which is the I think twenty fifth at the time, mm-hmm. um, they were doing the whole. Um, I think it was the moon god or the sun god, one of them. Um, and then they also had the Aishta or whatever yeah. the goddess is. And yeah, they just package it together and I brought it together. But yeah, I think I, I, I I'm happy with I'm happy with the answer. Mm-hmm. Unless James want to add anything. I think it's good to be aware of. Um, mm pagan roots mm. for certain festivals but also to remember that this is the time of year where you can just you can talk about the nativity mm. i mm. think a lot of um schools now have become politically correct mm. and so there's less nativities and there's more like christmas shows yeah santa claus and santa and reindeers yeah. and elves and stuff jesus died for your sin yes. elves yes Leia, elves. were you in a christmas play Say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, when I was young, I was the donkey. Um, the peak. It was peak. Bro, bro. When I as heard the, the story, of she was the only, as the only black ethnic girl in my in a white school. As I thought, and to I make her the donkey, the donkey and, and have Mary, Mary sat on, her. on my back, and I had to walk through the hall while the rest of the kids sang "Little Donkey." Oh, Little donkey, and so that song in itself is traumatic to me. However, Damn. at least we knew the story of Christmas. <laughs> we were very well versed. Yes, darling, the Christmas play. I was in a Christmas play. I was in a Christmas play. Yes, you were also in a Christmas play, and we watched you on stage. It was wonderful. Um, so yeah, it's an opportunity to invite people to church. Mm to like sometimes christmas and easter are the only times you can get your fr- your family certified like pagans to come through the cr- to, church to doors come, mm. to come mm. and for that reason i think that's um it's worthwhile my christmas play was about the birth of jesus because it was based on the scriptures <laughs> because i went to a church of england school so there's no santa in our play um I also think, like, we, so we don't subscribe to having a Christmas tree, mm. um, but I know a lot of Christians that have Christmas trees. We had a Christmas tree. Peter, did you have, oh, you said it already, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was about out you. If you live your truth, no one can use it again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you had a Christmas tree. So I don't, I don't um, judge anybody's holiness by whether or not they have a Christmas tree. Mm. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has become more of a cultural um, tradition yeah. than um, a pagan 
ritual. Mm. But, you know, Leia wanted a tree and I was like, man, I'm getting a tree in it. Mm. But I let her go decorate my sister's tree mm. so she can have the experience. I just don't want a tree in my house. Yeah. Mm. And, and even though like, I grew up in a Muslim household, we still had a Christmas tree. American got some uh, yeah backlash got some for backlash yeah. for for yeah. saying merry christmas and having a christmas tree and yeah. stuff yeah yes yeah, so i think it has become more cultural yeah yeah um but i think it is a great season it's it's generally a season where people are more giving yeah they're more cheerful people check on families that they don't see often mm. um it's a good opportunity to give gifts and that doesn't have to be monetary gifts you could just give time and energy and words i sent out a lot of christmas cards you did you did i did made couple couple people cry and words are free the stamp wasn't but (laughs) (laughs) the writing it was free um so yeah i think i'm thankful that as a country we we do have that time off Mm. to spend with our families Mm. um as long as i think now that we have kids it's easy to get sucked into meeting their expectations mm. and like wanting them to have more than you had because my dad cancelled christmas when we were seven well when i was seven <laughs> and he was like i ain't doing this no more in it <laughs> she's like there's no stand oh. because my because my dad's a joker that's why we're laughing <laughs> um he's like there's no santa i work hard to buy your gifts mm. like i think it was the year they got us a, the playstation the first playstation mm. And I think they had driven. How did they get more? They get more? Yeah. It was it was very terrible affair. So that it was sold out everywhere, and they drove across the country <laughs> to get us this PlayStation. Mad. This How is. Was that oh, Daddy oh, put I some, made some more. more I made some more juice for you. It wasn't magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. It literally stressed them out. Mm. They got it though, and we were so happy. It was mm. our only gift, and we shared it. Me and my brother shared the the PlayStation. But like, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this again." Mm. So Christmas is cancelled. Mm-hmm. You guys will get your gifts in the New Year sale, and that's the end of that. Mm. No more Christmas tree, no lights. My dad was so he's proper like the the dad from Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, <laughs> like when we had a Christmas tree and we had lights. We were only allowed. Really, that's great. Uh, we were only allowed to turn the lights on when we got home, <coughs> and when we went to bed, we had to turn the lights off. No, I was looking he at said, yeah. "He said yeah. I'm not paying for other people to look at our Christmas tree." <laughs> I like it. Wow. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Nice. My question. Cool. Yeah. Um, Who are you shooting for? Want to shoot for for Peter? Okay. Um, nice. And I have to say for this question, I know you're gonna you're gonna like be contemplative anyways, but just pick your answer wisely. Wow. Uh, I know, right? Because like this this is a layout question. Mm. And like the way you answer it will determine the follow up. Alright, so I'm walking into it now, okay. So basically, is Christianity the only religion in which we catch a glimpse of the true God. The, mm. If I'm to go by what Christ says, then yes, in that he is um, the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. That's a different question. <laughs> is it? <laughs> so I said catch a glimpse, not get access to. Okay, okay. In that case, then... <laughs> um, Catch a glimpse yeah. being then no. Then no. If 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 um if you're saying catch a glimpse, then I think we can see elements of the truth mm. or elements of the true God in um in in all sorts of religions. And I think that's part of when you are counterfeiting something, mm-hmm. you need to you need to have there is an original that's why they're counterfeits mm. the better the counterfeit the more it is like the original mm-hmm. so no I think then you can see you can see glimpses you see glimpses of the one true God in 
um, Islam up until Abraham, where at least kind of up until Abraham, or hmm. you know, you can see some some aspects of it. You see aspects of um, uh, uh, you see aspects of the truth in Buddhism and Taoism and all sorts of things. You see aspects hmm. of the truth, but I think the only full understanding of God is in Christianity. Okay, so the, that's why I said think, and then now the layup, mm. the follow follow up question mm. is. So can we learn from them? So in the Bible, I think somewhere in, I want to say Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, it references the wisdom of the East Mm. um, and being uh, um, inferior to the wisdom given to Solomon, but being wisdom all the same. Mm. And so I think there, because it's recognized as wisdom and not foolishness, Mm. even though it's inferior wisdom, Mm I think you can go, you can glean something from other other um other 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 uh, cultures other religions you can glean things from them but those things you glean will always be inferior to the truth so you can learn from them yeah okay. I think you can okay yeah plus cuz yeah um and I think I would I would like to add mm. um in gleaning and stuff I wholeheartedly agree everything that you said, I do feel there's certain glimpses because my mind always comes to Balaam mm. who wasn't part of the Jewish culture mm. but still mm. had access to God and yeah. still was able to yeah. like communicate and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why he died because I'm like, he went to God three times. Finally, God was like, you can go. And then on the way, angel of God tried to kill him even though they said you can go. Mm. And so yeah, I'm not, um, I know that in the New Testament it says something about he perished because his heart was evil or something like that so yeah. maybe the intentions behind him, him going wasn't necessarily mm. pure but at every step he's still inquired yeah. so I'm still like that's very interesting mm. um, but that's beside the point so yeah mm-hmm. in, in terms of Balaam I, w- I was very much like cool and also in terms of Joseph in Egypt um, he's, he's like my cup that I use for divination and blah 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 and in as much as if memory serves me correctly a lot of the references to God was on the Jewish uh, Egyptian culture rather mm. than the Jewish culture. There was still that recognition that he was serving the one true God. Mm. So even regardless of the culture and the language yeah. and the terminology, yeah. there was still that recognition. And the reason um, I was asking is because some people have tried to amalgamate different religions into one. Mm. So it's almost like this new age spirituality or whatever mm. and try to present that. Mm. And I agree wholeheartedly in that you can glean wisdom from them, but almost everything needs to be filtered through the Christian narrative yeah. to be like, yeah. all right, how does this line up with... And I think that's where, because we don't have that um, plumb line almost, that almost like that spirit level, Jesus is the spirit bubble sort of thing where it's, it's aligning everything to be like, no, this is true, this yeah. is not. Mm. Um, because the other religions don't necessarily have that, they don't know when they're veering off. Mm. But because we've got Jesus in whom we, is the visible image of the invisible God, yeah. it's like, cool, everything needs to match up to him. Everything needs to match up to what he presented and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fire one recklessly at my wife. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> this was actually meant for Peter, but I fired Imagine. one to him already. Actually, no, I'll, I'll fight it to no, both of you. it's fine. I'll fight it to you both You can fight it to both, because I, I also wanted to fire one at uh, Julia as well. <laughs> oh, look at this. <laughs> we brought Julia on to <laughs> just, just get a fire to squad, get like. interrogated. Okay. I'll fire, I'll fire it at both. I'll mm. fire it at both. Because um, I really want to know what Peter has to say about this as well. Um, this is a statement. Mm. And you have to say yay or nay and why. All right. Um, for or against. Mm. Jesus was a Buddhist monk. <laughs> 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 All right, James. It's your question. So. <laughs> oh, it's mine. First and then. Okay, can we define what makes a Buddhist monk? So it's like this. Um, so the Buddhists really adhere to like non-committal to uh, materialistic stuff, mm. um, freeing yourself from everything, walking in, like enlightenment, and walking. Um, in in those sort of of uh, ways, mm-hmm. and so I've heard people say, I've heard some, I've watched some documentaries on YouTube that was like, we don't hear much about Jesus before his thirtieth uh, year because he went off to Tibet somewhere to go study at some Buddhist temple, and then he came back. <laughs> you know um, the ones there, yeah, yeah. where it's like 
he he became enlightened. He hit that enlightened state, and then he came back to share his enlightenment. Mm. Yeah, must. Doesn't sit well no at all. Where it's like, yeah, so he went, gained this enlightenment, and then Mm. came back and then shared it. But because he shared it to a people group who was Jewish, they amalgam like associated to their religion, and then kind of did all of them them things there. Um, So. And in reading the uh, gospel narratives, <coughs> we do see a Jesus who's very much like, um, do not store up tre- treasures on earth. Mm. The treasure should be in heaven. Like, mm. don't hold on to the things on earth, everything mm. like. And so it's like detachment from what is natural and holding on to what mm. is spiritual, holding mm. on to what is higher. Mm. And so it almost leans itself towards that as well. Okay. Um, and that's that's the question. What was due? Was Jesus a Buddhist monk? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's had enough of this. <laughs> and reasoning? <laughs> yes, exactly. Because Jesus is God in the flesh and God ain't no Buddhist monk. So therefore, <laughs> oh, Jesus is not a Buddhist monk. She put her <laughs> mic down. <laughs> mic <Just> drop. Theo. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think um, Jesus was rightly referred to as rabbi because he taught mm. uh, from the Jewish scripture. He taught in the synagogues. And the only thing he was saying um, different to what the Pharisees were saying was that he was the Messiah mm. um, and that the scriptures pertained to him. Mm. Um, so in saying he was a Buddhist monk, uh, I mean... We, um, they would have they, I think they would have recognized the difference in whatever teachings he was given um, and whatever teachings the Buddhist people give because the Buddhist mm. I think the Buddha I think the Buddha any kind of anyone can attain yeah. become the Buddha yeah. if you yeah. do whatever and it's becoming the Buddha karma. is just be- being in a state of enlightenment yeah yeah so so I if think I, if I remember correctly, it's significantly or significantly enough different from what the ancient Jewish tradition mm. was to say. Oh, well, he's either speaking heresy or he's talking again wisdom of the East sort mm. of thing. Like they would have recognized it's a different thing mm. than what our Judaism is because mm. we serve Abraham or we serve Abraham's God and, and stuff like that. And even with that interaction with the woman of Samaria, he, you know, they kind of had. That woman has guts, you know, because she <laughs> she had all those husbands and was obviously not necessarily a truly pious person, but mm. wanted to go into a theological debate with come Jesus on, Christ. Imagine. Like, come how come you guys brave, say, brave? <laughs> you guys say we should uh, worship. But here. you know what? Yeah, <laughs> Peter. I mean, Robert drops something that really challenged my perspective on that story. Mm. Is that biblically, I don't believe a woman had the grounds to divorce her husband. No. So mm. with her having five husbands, they all left her. Mm. Yeah. So she wasn't going around being loose. Yeah. The husbands were leaving her yeah. for one reason or another. But then that's, that's peak as well. That's mad. Still. Five men, five <laughs> men came to you like, mm, actually. <laughs> and the one you're with now. Fam, the one you're with like, now is just nah. like, yeah, I'm just going to see what I go on. Mm. So yeah, yes, but. it's not necessarily like she was loose, but mm. it's like she, she wasn't wanted. No. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, um, no, I, I think he was re- re- recognized as a rabbi, as mm. someone who was, um, who was a, a, a practicing Jew, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that's separate from from, um, Buddhism. from Buddhism. I would just say yeah. that um, to the people that are comparing, mm. um, they obviously can tell that there are some teachings of Jesus that are reflected. Mm. Um, in Buddhism, mm. <laughs> no, <it's> like, mummy, mm. <laughs> <Mommy>, careful, careful. <laughs> Shedding the fine line here, mummy. Um, and that only goes to, I think, like credit Jesus as a as a man. Mm. You know that other religions can find similarities in his teachings yeah. in his um. 
values and the principles mm. that he set. Yeah. So. Uh, in 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 uh, Taoism, there is a, a mantra that says, "Make light to your burden and move forward," which mirrors "Cast your burdens mm. onto the Lord." And mm-hmm. like you, you'll find these sort of. Um, uh, almost parallels between almost all the religions and yeah. Christianity. Yeah, yeah. and that's um, why I was asking: Can you catch glimpses? Yeah. Mm. So, because because mm. of these sort of strands, I'm just like, yeah, because I've been look, I've been looking a lot of like the Tao Te Ching, which is a Taoist uh, philosophy and mm. stuff, and I, I can see a lot of uh, correlations. And as I'm looking through the Gospels, I'm like, I'm st- I'm seeing correlations between what mm. they're saying and how Jesus walked. Mm. Mm. Um, but ultimately, I would even say. The only truly enlightened person is Jesus. Mm. It's almost like they're trying to attain to that yeah. level, yeah. but he's the only person that fulfills it, being yeah. God being in flesh. God as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, can I can I make my shot? Yeah. So my shot is not necessarily a statement, but it is. Um, Netflix had the. Uh, Jesus oh, yeah. is gay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, what was your response to that, and and why? Uh, so I haven't seen it. No, I, I don't think. Well, no, I, I, don't, <laughs> I haven't seen that either. So my response <laughs> but, would, it would be out of like ignorance of having seen it. Mm. I think. Um, I, I guess what's your response to the that concept? Yeah, or, the, yeah, the the action of financing this and putting it out and everything. I think out of all the religions, Christianity is the one that people tend to want to ridicule Mm. the most. Mm. Um, And I would say that I think this comes from a lot of church hurt. I think there's a lot Mm. of people in the world who have experienced church and are carrying a fence that they then bring out in their artistic creation. I see an email to the writer of that thing. Who hurt you? <laughs> what bishop? What pastor? Um, and yeah, I, I definitely think there are a lot of people that are no longer would call themselves Christians but have a Christian childhood experience. Yeah. Um, and especially when it comes to those people who... Um, are homosexual are gay and how they were treated by church mm-hmm. um people that have been abused in church settings um by priests by pastors who would set themselves up as close to god mm. i think that um it is it is it always creates a rage right like mm. we get upset about it and offended like how dare you um, and they would never do this to Muhammad. Um, like, <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> because they're, true because the they're last scary. time they tried to, <laughs> people got killed. But then I... But the <laughs> like in France. Like, for real. Yeah. For real, you know. In but France, I think, it, it, though, I, in, in saying that, I don't feel like a lot of uh, people have direct experience of Islam that want to turn him into a homosexual. Do you know what mm, I mean? Like, mm. I, I really feel like... Um, there's a trend of poetry at the moment which is like using like church and Christian themes to then talk about your sexuality or Mm. and I think it it just really pinpoints the heart of the people Mm. Mm. and they're trying to hurt because they have been hurt Mm. um so yeah I don't Mm. I'm I ignore it I'm not bothered like I'm just like they're doing it again kind of thing Mm. um God is still on the throne. Um, he loves gay people. He loves people. He loves mm. all people. They are his creation. Um, yeah, obviously, we, I don't think we should be mocking God in any way, shape or form. Mm. Um, but I think that's the the price of our society at the moment. Um, mm. Yeah. What's like, that sponsor? Bro, like, if you don't know Jesus, you got, got issues. bigger problems. Yeah. <laughs> you got bigger problems than Netflix. But, um, I think I look at it, so I recognize Jamila's perspective and I, and I agree with it. I also look at it from the perspective of, um, I also look at it from the perspective of what have we done wrong? Mm, okay. How can this correct something in the church? Mm. Um, and I heard someone say something along the lines of the people who are the most zealous for their beliefs are the people that tend to do the most damage. Hmm. Okay, and so Paul was the was the most zealous um, Pharisee that mm. we see, mm. and he like went out and persecuted. Mm. We we have the Crusades; they mm. were zealous about Christianity. Mm. 
they they had their notions <laughs> on they they had their notions underneath it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I hear their zeal yeah. led yeah. them to to yeah, go out and yeah. slaughter many people. My God there, and my there's queen. like my God and my people king. who are yeah. fanatic about their cause mm. tend to do a lot of wrong mm. and feel justified. Mm. So the jihadists. They're fanatic about nah. We're got like I'm gonna kill you and I'll go to I'll go to paradise. Like virgins, you're an infidel. 40, is it forty virgins? Forty virgins. Forty virgins. Come on, Susan Ball. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw a comedy where the forty virgins were were all men. <laughs> 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 the other guys who killed themselves were going up looking for the virgins. And oh. just, but yeah, um, so it's it's a case in which we have in Christianity, a message that is quite clear-cut mm. and quite, like, absolutist mm. in the sense of, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. Mm. Apart from me, you will die. Like, quite clear-cut. Mm. And those who have, for one reason or another, may have started off clean-hearted or whatever but have been led down a different path have become quite fanatic and some people as paul says some preach f- out of the goodness of their hearts and others preach for their for their own gain mm, mm. um and so some people have done it with malicious intent but in this fanatic charging of this statement we have done wrong and for some people we haven't um addressed it we haven't and they're still kind of festering mm. and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I kind of look at it from the perspective of how have we presented the gospel to them? How have we lived out mm. the gospel message? How have we displayed, as Jesus said, you'll be known by your love for each other. How mm. have we done that? How have we... And it's not excusing what they're doing. It's not pardoning them. I'm at the same point as Gems, and I know you're, you're of the same point, where it's just like, this is no longer new. This mm. is no mm. longer... Like, I am not really getting angry about this because I'm like, you keep doing this. Mm. You keep doing this. And, like, it's one of them ones where it's just like, you keep mocking. It's almost like, keep poking the bear and see what the bear does. And, like, Mm. you know, like that. So, but I'm looking at this from a perspective of what can we learn from this? Mm. What can we learn? How do we move forward keeping this in mind? So um, in as much as I recognize what's going on outside, it's almost like um, correction begins at home. Mm. So it's like, yeah, how do we present the gospel? Or how do we live out the gospel in a way that contradicts what they're doing, present something different? So even as Peter says... Um, even when you're slandered people, it's like, it won't correlate with your actions. Mm. And so, yeah, how do we move forward in a way that presents something mm. contrary to what they're saying? Mm. Or like really reinforces what we're trying to say in the first place. Mm. So yeah, that's that's the angle that I look at it from, even recognizing and agreeing and appreciating what Jamelia said. Yeah. So I'm like, there is a sense of accountability, even just common decency and common courtesy. Like I don't, we like, if we, if the church is to say anything controversial or like clear cut about homosexuality, everyone's up in arms. Mm. But then we're almost expected to be soft when it's done towards us. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just like holding them to the same standards that they tried to hold us to. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I think because I, I, I wondered about this because my <laughs> initial response was, you know, very, very much similar to how here they go again yeah trying it um but then i was like so i think i saw a petition to have it removed and i I signed the petition then i thought if i you know in signing the petition that's sort of against freedom of speech because that's someone's expression Mm. of you know what they consider artistic um and then i thought okay what i could do is just no longer subscribe to netflix um but because you got the family plan and there's four other people. <laughs> it's like now I'm having to convince you guys to <laughs> join me uh, in, in bat and in stand against. But I just thought it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just one of those interesting things where I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you guys, like, you guys always want to ridicule, you know, the, mm-hmm. the you know, Family Guy does it, almost mm. all of these shows. Like, it's an easy target to, to then see and, and part of our, you know, part of our thing is turn the other cheek. So it's like, cool, you, you can do whatever. But 
yeah, I was just one. I was just, I just, I kind of had that conversation internally, like, what's an appropriate response? Mm. And I didn't even think along the lines of the people creating it and why they create it. Yeah, I only ever thought about how do you let it be known that we won't stand for this mm. sort of thing. Um, but that's an that's an interesting perspective as well. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Sweet. Do cool. you have any questions you want to file? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys brought me on to interrogate me. Yeah, no, I mean, can we have a normal discussion now where I don't have to feel <laughs> interrogated? Well, a decade is over, mm-hmm. kind of, because there's still the argument as to whether or not it's 20, 2001 to 2000, no, not 2001, 2011 to two thousand. 21. 21, that is the decade. Or if it's 2000 to 2019, if that makes sense. Uh, 2010 to 2019. So people are arguing whether or not it's the end of a decade this year or next year, year, basically. But, you know. Yeah, the decade is the decade. It's it's this year because as soon as you hit 10 and you get to 11, that's... That's one. Yeah. Yeah. It's people are people in it. Yeah, I, I guess it comes one of those relative truths. Yeah. <laughs> this is my decade. Your decade can be next year. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I thought we always do this, you know, at the end of a year, where the next year you've got plans and, and you think about what you're going to do and, and etc. But I thought a decade is 10 years. Why not just extend that to like a legacy and, and what you guys want your legacies to be you know now you've got two beautiful kids you know mostly thanks to jamelia um come on (laughs) (laughs) i like that he knows how to answer these questions (laughs) so you know extending that new year new me sort of philosophy um over the next decade two decades over the the legacy that you guys want to leave behind how has that evolved how has that changed what 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 do you guys want your legacies to be looking at it now you know especially with potential things to leave your legacy to being mm. children um in the picture i'll go first um because i've been pondering this a lot i feel like god's been putting me in a place of especially moving into the new year mm. of like mindset changes and stuff like that um and i say new year loosely i don't i don't believe my season changes with the acad- uh, calendar mm. um it changes slightly before i think my my year my season actually coincides with our, our wedding anniversary so it's in november mm-hmm. and that's almost like the marker of a new um season for me mm. um so god has been really challenging me and i think as it stands now what i want my legacy what i i want to focus on and i want to project to other people and especially to my children is zoom in on the basics. Okay. Zoom in on the fundamentals, mm. knowing that if you get the fundamentals correct, everything else will take care of itself. Mm. So even different analogies in fighting, if you get your jab, your cross, your hooks, your uppercuts, your kicks, if you get the fundamentals down, Mm. you can string them together in any amount of sequences, any amount of combinations you want, and you know that each one is going to be flawless. Mm. You're not so much focusing on the combinations, you're focusing on each individual fundamental that you're doing. Mm. In theology, rather than trying to um, wrap your head around systematic theology, blah, 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 just get to know God and how he presents himself in the scriptures. Mm. That's the fundamentals of the Bible like who God is and how he presents himself throughout human history. Mm. Knowing that you might not necessarily understand um, Christology within its whole breath and whatever, but if someone says something that doesn't quite line up with how God has presented himself, then you can be like, no, that's not quite right. Mm. Um, fundamentals, again, just know yourself, mm. your emotions, your your minds, and this, your, like your own mind. And if you get into a relationship where someone isn't necessarily treating you as you believe you ought to be treated, mm. then you know that, nah, I'm worth more than this. Mm. And I can kind of move. And so, like getting your foundation right, getting the fundamentals right, getting the basics right, mm. um, and you that's where you build from. Mm. With a strong foundation, you can build anything on top of it, and you're almost assured that it will stand. Mm. Um, so yeah, I really, and I feel that challenge within me, knowing that I was, and I've been speaking to Gems about this, I was thinking about the bigger picture without focusing on my fundamentals. And I feel like God is taking me to a place where it's just like, nah, 
like know that the bigger picture will take care of itself if you mm. take care of the fundamentals. And mm. I think being in a state of mind that I'm in right now, that's what I would like to leave to anyone who's looking at me. Um, more relevant to my children who are definitely looking at me mm. to just be like, yeah, like daddy's present. Like he's making sure that he's here with us. That's the fundamentals. The family is my first, it's the first ministry. Mm. Ensuring that I am taking care of my family. I'm, I am putting God first. I am showing them a relationship with God and it's, it's not all pretty, mm. but just doing the fundamentals and being intentional about that. Um, mm. And knowing that, yeah. So even, yeah, even like Jim, mm. just the fundam rather than trying to do all of this, like, um, what's it? Functional fitness. Uh, what's 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 the name? CrossFit. CrossFit. <laughs> Trying to bang the CrossFit and them things. Like, nah, bro. Just mm. bang your squats. Bang bang your deadlifts. Like the compound movement, the fundamentals. That is CrossFit, mate. Nah, nah, nah. CrossFit <laughs> is on the next totally different wave. CrossFit. Them man are doing pull-ups with, with with some monkey swings in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. So yeah, it's like almost yeah. calist uh, calisthenics. Yeah. But yeah. even when you're doing weight training, mm. not trying to do no like nah, just stick with the basics mm. and I know that like the most complicated is built on the basics the fundamentals mm. and kind of build from those those concepts mm. so yeah for me that's that's what I think I would like to leave I'm in the position where I'm just like yeah respect the basics mm. Mm. yeah James what about yourself hey <laughs> <laughs> these big boy questions um I think in terms of legacy as a mom um, I want to love my children for who they are and not what I want them to be. Mm. And so I really want to spend time in learning them and creating a space for them to be valued for who they were created to be and mm. not trying to fit into a pigeonhole Um of my expectations mm. or you will be a doctor by force <laughs> expectations of them um so having that confidence and that assurance that who they are is who they're supposed to be mm. i want both of them all three of them to walk with purpose and um i want to lead by example and to spend time letting them see me fulfill my dreams and do the things that make me happy and not have this kind of mindset that, oh, I gave up my life when I had children and mm, I sacrificed mm. everything for you and mm. now you won't even make your bed. Like, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't want it to be this kind of sense of um, my life stopped when I had you, but mm. how can I show you how to walk through life by how I do it and, and what I'm giving my time and my energy to. Mm. Um, as well as ensuring that they have their own personal relationship with God. Mm. I think growing up in a Christian family-ish, because my parents didn't get saved until I was like 11, 12. Mm. Um, but my aunties and grandparents were all in church my whole life. I lived through their experience of God. Mm. Like I was like, yeah, God is good because Nanny said so, and it, mm. and God heals people because so and so said so. Like mm. it was very much like I don't need to pray because Mom's got that in it, Dad's mm. got that. I'm safe because them and God are close, mm. so I can just walk the world knowing that they're praying for me, mm. uh, which only gets you so far. I would like them to find enlightenment. Come on. <laughs> Uh, quicker than I did. Um, Got to send them off to Tibet. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> they might have to go on some retreats for real, though. Um, so, yeah, that legacy I would want them to leave is to know who they are in Christ and to have a relationship with God that is not dependent on my walk with Him. Mm, mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I think um, since since my daughter was born... Oh, no, she's so cute. <laughs> now she started like screaming like that's not cute <laughs> but uh. no um i i have been thinking a lot more along the lines of like the the hebrew i think we had a conversation about this actually and, and think along the lines of the way the hebrews did multi-generational um living um and, and especially where like 
I rec- well, I recently, I think I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to the... I want to shout them out. I want to shout them out. Blacksmith Furnace, Dunno. Uh, I wish it was us. I wish it was us. Um, oh, no, I'm going to shout them out. What's it? The Bible Binge. The Bible mm-hmm. Binge podcast. And they were highlighting how, you know, when the Bible says, uh, when, when God says, I will pay the sins of the Father to the second and third generation. Yeah. More often than not, those three generations will be in the same household because they'll all be alive because yeah. uh, they were living long enough yeah. so it's literally like oh, okay actually you all sort of see mm. what's going on and, and thingy so it wasn't like that far down the line mm. but it was it was seeing that it's, it was thinking along the lines of um, I I'm nowadays not thinking so much as to alright at the end of the year I've got 100 pounds or whatever mm. what are we going to do with it but it's like at the end of my life, what am I leaving to my kids kind mm. of thing? Um, and so, yeah, I've been thinking along, trying to think that far down the line and, and think what I'm leaving behind and what God's called me to do and how my kids will factor into that. And so I think um, I think it's Khalil. Man said uh, kids. I like that. Of course, no. <laughs> that, that decision isn't mine anyway. But <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of is. Well, not yours. I'm but not carrying. <laughs> I'm not pushing. <laughs> she gets the final say. <laughs> I'm not one of these African guys. Like, you will give me six children. <laughs> I saw what she went through the first time. Um, if she wants to go through that again, cool. Like she's ready, but nah, nah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I've, I've been thinking along the lines of, um, I think it was Khalil Gibran or um, somewhere in Proverbs. That I'm conflating the two. Because I think they say That's similar things. That's how thing. you know well, the they wisdom. Say, <laughs> they say similar things in that children are like uh, arrows in a quiver. Yeah. You know. Yes, um, both both proverbs. Yeah, and, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. So, um, and the idea for me, or the way I've seen it, is you know the arrow, the creating of the arrow, the strengthening of it, whether or not it's going to fly through. All of that happens, you know, in the background. Mm. You do that, or you you invest in that, and then at some point you're going to have to let the arrow fly. Mm. So, so far I've just been thinking along the lines of everything that I'm doing, everything I know God's called me to do, I'm going to try and get my kids involved because I'm going to be doing it. Mm. So I'm going to try and get them involved in it as much as possible. But all the while making note of where they find their, um, you know, where they find their joys or Mm. where they find themselves gravitating to, if that makes sense. Um, I'm paying attention to that. So I make noise about how, um, what's her name? Zara's going to go karate with me. But she doesn't like karate. She doesn't like karate. Yeah. And that's not what God's called her to do. That's fine. But I want her to have the exposure to it that this is something that you can do. Mm. If that makes sense. Because it's something that I do. Yeah. Um, where maybe we didn't get that from our parents because they were just working mm. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Um, I, I really want to go back to the... The arrow mm, mm. Um, analogy. It's be- I, I love it because mm. in Proverbs it speaks about um, children are like the quiver, uh, arrows in your quiver, or whatever. Mm. So the many, the more, ch- the more children you have, the more arrows you have in your quiver. Yeah. Mm. But Khalil Gibran speaks more so about you are the bow from which your children are fired from. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. so it's very much like yeah. you, um, and you can't hope your children to live your life but you can invest your life into theirs that they can go further there you go so yeah it's just yeah 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 thank you you've said my point (laughs) so yeah it's it's just that and and wanting to equip them as much as possible um to continue fulfilling what god has planned for Mm. not just myself but for my family yeah for all of us and yeah it's just i've been thinking along those lines and trying to think along the lines of not my children not Zara's children but you know Zara's children children mm. and what they're going to like just have as like a family sort of purpose or crest or yeah. something along those lines so yeah yeah that's uh, Mate, that's that's the Lord brand that I, I love that yeah. book you know yeah. where he's like your children aren't yours their life's longing for itself yes yes yeah and yeah. it's just like yeah. I read it so long ago but it's yeah it's just stuck in my head bro audible yeah. Yeah. jump on an audible thing yeah. now I've got I've got the entire treasury of Khalil Gibran's it's on audible yeah it's like 50 something hours or something like that yeah I might need to go I listen to it in small doses sorry no sorry no I must get involved yeah yeah I'm about to get involved. Yeah. But, nah, yeah, that's, um, yeah. 
that's what I what I wanted to think about was just mm. that legacy and got we've been we've done the last ten years, got another maybe few decades left in us. We pray How long do we have left? We're at fifty minutes. Alright. So you, you can you can yeah, briefly whatever. I yeah. wanna flip it and say what legacy do we think we've inherited? Oh, <laughs> you want to talk about? Mm. Like I mean, mine is fairly simple because I think my parents generational curses. Now I'm joking. <laughs> I don't even believe in that. But uh, <laughs> um, my you got a whole bunch of Pentecostals dropping their headphones right now. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a conversation. I, I get where it is, mm. but I think if you are saved in Christ, you're a new creation. Mm. That should mean something. Um, but uh, no, I think my 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 dad was all about working working yeah and i think for a lot of us from the uh, african uh, culture we 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 come from or most of us are maybe first second third generation mm. um uk citizens and that means they came here for a better life mm. back home so for the most part they were working for back home yeah and that's what we saw that's what i saw anyway yeah. where i was like yeah i'm making my money here and building houses in ghana yeah. sort of thing so the legacy that i inherited was work hard mm. work hard and then build a house in ghana build a house in ghana <laughs> literally and and enjoy your retirement because that was the plan was yeah. i'm working now doing whatever i can to retire mm. but i think i've um i have personally taken from that yeah work hard um work hard and um make sure that you are you, you know you're doing the best you can but at the same time make sure that you are living and yeah. make sure that you are doing what god calls you to do yeah. Um, yeah so i think that's one thing part of the legacy was i think my parents my mom's always been in church my dad's been the church girl and you know i gave his life whatever but it's always been this divide between church and then um secular and sacred mm. at work i'm working i'm doing whatever i need to do and then sundays we go to church whereas we've sort of blurred that line yeah of where we recognize that if i'm a steward of a body that god's given me then everything that that body engages in has to be sacred yeah um, whether it's working in a secular job or it's preaching on a sunday um so come on we just yeah Pastor. bring nah not yet nah well, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Hey. come on come on prophecy come on come on come on do you know what yeah you know you know the ones where it's like you hiccup what's that you said not yet okay um yeah so so for me it's just working hard but i'm making sure that i am living a life that gives glory to god yeah um yeah yeah yeah, it would be good to have uh, a conversation about that like, generational stuff. Because mm. in as much as I agree wholeheartedly with what you said in Christ, we're a new creation. I still believe that physically, we, yeah, we and yeah. like mentally and emotionally, we inherit certain things that still play out practically. And in Christ, we still need to unlearn certain things. Mm. Um, mm. And so generational curses almost mm. kind of mean those things and just like relationship patterns and stuff like that yeah. where I've seen uncles and stuff just have really unhealthy relationships with women mm. multiple women and stuff like that mm. and then it's still a renewing of mind isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think for me the, the primary thing that I've like my, my dad specifically tried to hammer into all of his children was that education is key mm. um, and I feel as though there's a lot of unlearning of certain things that mm. I've had to kind of go through. It's exactly like as you were saying, where it's very much like it's not so much about amassing so I can then retire, but learning how to weave an enjoyment into what I'm doing at the minute. Mm. Learning how to not not be so focused on, and I don't think you had this problem because you mentioned that your dad was very much present when he wasn't mm. at work mm. and stuff, mm. but learning how to like be fully present at work, but also be present in my children's lives. Mm. And so, yeah, just learning... So in as much as what I've inherited was that education is key and like work to make sure that your kids have the best education they, they have. But I've learned from some of the stuff that I felt was lacking in the legacy. Mm. Um, and so plugging those gaps in the lives of my children as well. So yeah, I think the biggest legacy and that, that comes from my dad is education, like ensure that the next generation have a foundation to build from. Mm. And the one that he chose was education. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
the legacy that I've inherited from <laughs> from my dad is. Oh, mom, sure. I will do my mom after. My dad's legacy is to enjoy life, be true to yourself, love your family, um, don't take yourself too seriously, um, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking. You watch your program. I will not. This is how you know we're not in an African household. Um, yeah, and I think he showed me that through his... As well as, like, respecting the older generation, I think my dad really instilled that in me, not from telling me, but from how I saw him behave. Mm. Um, there would be a lot of times we'd go out shopping and he would see, like, a woman who's old enough to be his mum... And he would call them mum. He would ask them if they were all right. He'd help them with their shopping. He would like, and I'd be like, do you know her? Mm. And he'd be like, no. Mm. <laughs> but, and so almost like this community spirit um, that I think my dad has effortlessly. He's just a people's person. Mm. Um, from my mum, what I inherited apart from perfectionism <laughs> is a love of books mm. and reading and writing um a love to learn and education um she also instilled with me in me a pride in my heritage and um in my skin as well as trying to assimilate to whiteness so that I could break through and get rich mm. but like <laughs> without without losing yourself in yeah. the process mm. um so yeah i also inherited a lot of i guess unhealthy coping mechanisms mm. and um a lack of affection um physical affection that didn't really happen much in my house and not having words for emotions or how to like articulate how I was actually feeling. This way is smiling in the sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, those are the things. Um but I'm I'm unlearning things in order Amen. to parent differently. Mm. Um but still maintaining the things that I think are important and that are good yeah. um to pass that on. Yeah. I think we all sort of become filters and try and take the best things mm. that we were given yeah. um, and, and, and ignore the rest. And that in and of itself is a, is a, is a difficult situation to be in, isn't it? It'd be interesting to see what our kids are like, yeah, I'm going to filter this out. Yeah. Like, that's, well, that's good. No no, 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 no. Not the way you did it. No, <laughs> no. Not in our generation. No. Cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of leaving things behind, what do you guys want to leave for the... Listeners in the hookup section. No new friends. No oh. <laughs> hookups. <laughs> no new friends, you know. Um, um, yeah, who wants to? Who wants to go first? Oh, right? Easy. Okay, so this is a very old school, traditional thing. It's not an app. It's not a book. It's not a film. What? Uh, <laughs> it's nothing to Are do with anything at all. <laughs> Are there any other things? <laughs> My hookup is to write someone a letter or send a card. Uh, yeah. A handwritten card in the post to someone you know. Can you use the handwritten the handwriting font? No, <laughs> you have to write it. You have to sit down Perfect. with a pen and paper. <laughs> you can't type it. You can't moon pick it. You can't use any no. of these. Oh, you have to sit down and handwrite it, um, and and send someone a letter, even if it's like your nan or like mm. your sister or something. I think f- <coughs> for the most part, when we get to a certain age, all the posts we get is negative. Like bills, 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 bills. bills, bills. You owe us money. Give us money. Here's your statement. uh, Marketing. You don't have money. (laughs) Spend your money. Um, So yeah, I sent out about fifty cards uh, over Christmas, and like I've had people messaging me like, "Oh my God, you sent me a card. I never Mm. get cards. I never get letters anymore." Um, And yeah, people have sent me cards back just because. You sent one out. I sent one out, yeah. and I think, but if you're gonna send it, don't write like "Happy New Year" and that's it. Like, actually, 
<laughs> Actually, <laughs> write something. a message. Say something. You smell. Um, Fair. When I was younger, my nan, who now has dementia, she used to write me letters mm. and send me like five pound in the post and stuff. And so I used to love the postman because I was expecting good news. And, mm. and even though I could call her and I saw her every week, the fact that she sat down to write me a letter was like this other declaration of mm. love. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's my hookup. Write someone a letter. Beautiful. I want to just point out that First class stamps are now like 35p. Guys, how much did they? All right, I want to say 70p each. They're expensive, basically, is mm. what I'm saying. Second class. Second class. Wow. <laughs> um, I think my hookup will be Khalil Gibran, the prophet. Jeez! <laughs> I come on. Mm. Go into the new year with some wisdom. Yeah? You could just read Proverbs. Yeah. Okay. okay. You, could, you could read Proverbs. You should be reading the Bible anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You should be reading through Proverbs anyways. Mm. Um, intre- actually, if you want, uh, if you actually want wisdom, you should be reading Job. <laughs> you should be reading Job. I think Proverbs is more widespread. It covers yeah. More it's Proverbs. So um, the Bible project mm. describes Proverbs, Ecclesiastes and Job. Proverbs is um, the ho- the optimist. So the the wise person as an optimist, mm. it's like your gifts should make room for you in front of kings. Mm. But some people that room ain't made until after they're dead, mm. so they don't actually get to see it. Mm. Mm. Um, and then the Ecclesiastes is the skeptic. Yeah, vanity of vanities. Oh, all, all is vanity. Like, they're chasing after the wind. No, not that. It's like everything is just a hassle. Yeah. I'm so wise, but it's just like everything is just a hassle. Mm. And then in Job, we see wisdom that is actually lived out. Mm. And then when he gets to face God and gets it like everything, we, we see wisdom where when his friends are like, if you're if you're um, wise, nothing bad happens to you. But it's like, no, like bad people actually prosper in this life. And that's true. Mm-hmm. And so we see a wisdom that is seasoned, that has gone through stuff. And mm-hmm. like, that is, yeah. So if you really want wisdom, read through Job. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be an optimist, read through Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Kaloji Brown. Be depressed. Be depressed, yes. <laughs> well, what's the point? <laughs> the first time I read it, I was like, woof. I'll wait for my kid to, to quote that to me. Go to school. Vanity of vanities, <laughs> daddy. It's all vanity. I'm like, well done. You can stay at home. <laughs> um, mm, mm. Yeah, so Kaloji Brand, the prophet. Mm. My hookup is um, it's one I did earlier on oh. in the year. Um, we're rounding up the year, uh, so a new year starting. I want to say daily audio Bible. Mm. Uh, get the if you want, get the chronological. It's a podcast, uh, or you can get the app. You can get the chronological, or you could just get the daily readings. Um, but it's just like I've been this year. I've gone through the entire Bible. Come on, we're in Revelations now, um, and obviously we'll finish on the thirty first. But I'm just going to do it again mm. next year, and it's just become a part of the um, of the routine. It's not the only time I read my Bible because it's just two, three minutes in the morning. Well, actually, no, five, ten minutes in the morning. Um, but I think I like starting my day that way. Mm. Um, and if you struggle to get through, I think it's important to get through the entire Bible at some point. Yeah. I definitely think it is. Um, and this is a just a really easy way yeah. to do so. Um, so, yeah, daily audio Bible. They've got chronological. They've got, I think they've got teen now, actually, as well. And then they've got just the daily audio Bible, which is just readings from one old, one new, one proverb, one psalm. I um, hate them type of readings. Mm. I like I need, those actually. I need to actually like keep my mind. Mm. I need to keep my mind like in those three, four different lanes. So I, yeah. I just rather you just go through one book, finish mm. it, go to the next. But yeah, yeah different minds, different different yeah. dispositions. Yeah. Uh, so that that would be my hookup. Sweet. And uh, yeah, look, uh, thank you guys for for listening. Um, we haven't got. Yeah, there's no other segments out there. No. <laughs> Forget no. stuff. But it's, just, it's just the signposting yeah, at the end, yeah, so. Yeah. Shout out to Robert living up in Ghana. Yeah, GH? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, I wonder if he's in Afro Nation, because it's in Ghana right now. It is in Ghana right now, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, as our Cardi B and all these people that I don't really care about. Um, but no, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it's been like about, I want to say, 
almost four years now. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one, nine, two. I think this episode will be. Wow. And if you've got fifty-two, we've been releasing one a week. Yeah. Uh, in a year, it's almost, almost. Right. This podcast almost is almost years. as old as Leo. It is. It is actually, yeah. yeah big up wow. It's going to be an easy way to measure it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, thank you guys for listening. Uh, God bless you guys, and I hope that you guys' legacies that you've inherited and that you leave behind um, are glorifying to God. Come on, really. At the end of the day, if the um, one you've inherited isn't glorifying to God, at least there's still hope that yours can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, and even that how you filter that yeah can be yeah. as well um but now nah, look have a have a great um and a happy new year and may the next decades next few decades bring us uh bring us closer to god amen um, yeah so you can reach us at the usual channels i don't do all the signposting um share it with your friends send an email so that robert feels like it's important <laughs> um and just yeah have, have a great have a great new year right, i think that's the yep. fairness signing, signing out, out. Bye. Bye.